What have you been up to? What, today? Yeah, today. Today? Nothing, well, not a lot today. I know, bloody hell, we're knocking yeah. on 10 o'clock, mate. Yeah, I've woke up, did some star jumps, mm. you know, got a coffee down in it. Yeah, overnight oats for me, mate. Ready Was to it? Go. Yeah, 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 bro. Yeah. Fucking quick 10-mile bike ride in here. Oh, really? Bro. I cheated today. I had one of them uh, Belvita soft bakes. What? You ever had them? No. Oh, what are they? Listen out. They're expensive, though. What, what? It's just like a little oat bar thing. Yeah. But they're like posh oat bars. Sounds processed. Sounds like I don't. Yeah, want no, to it's not. It. It's not the nicest thing. Yeah, it, no. no, they are the nicest thing, but that's the problem. Full what of shit. What are you getting them though? Don't want to. Didn't read them. We didn't read what. Don't want to read it. Don't want to know. Don't want to read what it is. What? So Next you're too good when you're eating it. It's but nice. you don't know what you're eating, bro. Yeah, there's loads of different ones though. The chocolate chip ones go to mate. Yeah, chocolate chip that I can get on board with. I love chocolate. Honestly, I'm going to give you one. Mm. And you're going to be like, yeah, okay, I see it, I see it. What, and this starts your day off right? Is that no, 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 not at all, not at all. Well, this is what I mean. I but that's what, start... the, that's what they're advertised as, though. It's like a morning bar. That's what I mean. I want to be starting my day off right, brother, not yeah. be having a little fucking cookie bar. Are they the one where yeah, it's like... Coffee or tea with it? Uh, coffee. Coffee, yeah, yeah, got to be. Got yeah, to be. So we're rolling, yeah? Yeah. Sorry, you just heard a squabble for a minute. So <laughs> my name is Spencer. I am a ex-session, I'd say. Um, love getting on the drugs, love getting on the alcohol. Now I am teetotal for about, I'd say, a year. Well, a year off the drugs. There you go. I was seeing you about to fucking butt in there. No, well, a year no. on the drugs, six months off the alcohol. Uh, and I'm just helping changing lives at the minute. Lifestyle coach. And yeah, that's pretty much everything about me. And I've got my... Co-host. Decky do. Uh, I literally am still currently partaking in being a session. Um I'm sort of 50-50. I'm half in, half out, you know. My toes yeah, are... Harvey Price. My, I've got a whole leg in the water still, so, you know. That's all right, bro. We're coming That's out, right. we're coming out. Yeah? You, know? you reckon so? I was submerged to, sh to neck, mate. But tell me what you've been up to in the past three months, then. Three months I've done three festivals. Three festivals. <coughs> Weekend ones or day ones? Two weekends, yeah. one day. Yeah. And then I've also done... Um, like a couple of, I had the ladies day at the races. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I think I had a night out for a friend. So yeah, no, quite a lot to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becoming a problem? Or do you feel like you're coming away from it? It's summer. Yeah. So I accept what it is, yeah. yeah. And obviously I'm just, I just had a few, I probably, do you know what it is? I probably joined onto too many plans. Yeah, you get all excited. You know when it gets to around about January, yeah. February time, you're like, oh, what's going on here? What's going on there? Yeah, well, the thing is, I went Forbidden, and then when I was at Forbidden, yeah. Park Life was the following weekend. Yeah. Weren't going to it. I said no, was a responsible adult and said no. And then two of the girls that I know were there, and there was like, oh, we've got a spare place in our hotel room and a spare ticket going if you want oh, to Oh, yeah. That's what time it is, is it? That's what time it is. Yeah, so I was no. like, okay, I can't not say no to that. So, you know. Well, you, you, the thing is, yeah. This I mean, who am I? Yeah, no. but you can say no to it. That's it. Yeah, thing. no, I you mean, can. Like, you had yeah. a big one at Forbidden. Maybe you're like, oh, you know It's because I was mid, it was on like the Saturday of a weekend festival oh, where I've been offered this and it's like, yeah. everything's up here. So you're like, yeah, you know yeah, you're what? on the high. You're on, on the, the high. high. I understand. I get that. I get that. Yeah. What about um, any Holly Bobs? Are Holly Bobs? No, not yet. I've got one due. I've got one due. Where? I'm um, going France, mate, in December. Oh, France? What's that going to be? A I hope it's a nice chilled one. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's... Uh, <coughs> Go on, it's, your voice. Clear your voice. <coughs> say what you've got to say. It's a uh, festival. It's skiing. It's skiing, snowboarding uh, oh, yeah? week. Uh, but there's also a music festival there the whole time. Of course. Of course. So six nights uh, on the slopes and at the rave, mate. So, yeah. uh, what, um, have you ever done skiing before? Snowboard? Never done it before. And you know what? I've heard... Um, so originally I was going skiing. Yeah. So there's like eight of us going. Okay. Most of them ski every year. There's three of us that have never done it before. So there's our, obviously skiing space to be easy, so we all booked on skiing. But snowboarding just looks cooler, doesn't it? Yeah. So I've changed mine to snowboarding. Yeah, no, so definitely. Now I'm going to be a lone... A lone wolf. Wolf, new bear. Yeah. Because the two other new ones are sticking to skiing. Okay. So I'm going to be snowboarding. For, but there is snowboarders there, but they're obviously like professionals. You're going to be steaming. On my that. arse yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, you're just going to be a snowball at the end of the yeah. hill and that. That's yeah. not going to, at the end of the slopes, mate. So apparently a lot of times you find like these apres bars are yeah. like higher up on the mountain. So when you, fin when you finish your, your night session, yeah. your taxi back to your gaff is down. Is going down on the slopes. That's wild. And there's like no laws, like there's, there's like there's no nothing laws. in place. There's yeah, nothing yeah. in place to stop you being leathered. Yeah, there's no... Skiing or snowboarding down a mountain. No ski instructors telling you to chill out. No, yeah, no, no, no. That's so, yeah, that sounds look forward to breaking a bone, mate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I hope you don't, mate. I hope got, I don't. Yeah, we've got big plans coming up. We've got so big plans coming big, up. Big, big plans. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I've never done skiing or snow snowboarding before, but I did do, when I worked on the farm, I did uh, skateboarding for a little bit. I yeah. thought, you know what? He's still as a child, yeah, mate. Yeah, I've got, yeah. got a bit of free time on my hands yeah. after work, so I thought I'd take up uh, uh, 
skateboarding. Skateboarding. Yeah. So I thought I'd take that up. Uh, it was tough. It was oh, it's tough. rough to start yeah. in your adult life. Yeah, definitely. When Especially I, after a day's graft. Yeah, me. Well. I could do like three tricks as a kid. That was I, it. That's all I had in my locker. I, got, I could just about go down the verts and that. Oh, I, this is the thing. So we went back to Darwin one time and there was a hill so steep. And they, one of the lads went down it. He was like, you should try it, but you should go halfway down. I was like, nope. I'm going to do it from the top. I'm just going to give it a go. It's full send. Oh, my God. Like, the balance and that. Like, you back off. <laughs> yeah, shaking yeah, out and that. Yeah. Like, he was like, you got to go lower. I went lower and just came up. Face what, took down? Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. go lower to get your balance. And, yeah, I absolutely plummeted. Yeah, and it that's was, bad movement. Mm. It was one of them ones, you know, when you're like, you can't control yourself and your arms are just like windmill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you lose any skin, mate? I didn't lose any skin. I, uh, you didn't? stopped, dropped and rolled. Do you know what I mean? What, so and I lost no skin? on my shoulder. Yeah. And I nice, went, right, mate. You yeah, did well. Yeah. And then there was another time that I've realised, right, I need to stop doing this because if our my ankle gives out, then I'm not going to be able to pick watermelons anymore. So <laughs> I tried to do an ollet and I literally buckled and I rolled my ankle and I squealed like a little bit. <laughs> really? yeah, I was like, right, that's it. I'm having enough of this because I'm going to be out of work. This was peak COVID as well. So I needed Yeah, to I didn't work. know you picked up skateboard. That's yeah. How long were you doing that for? About three months, mate. Three months? Three yeah, months that's decent. They only had like a... Um, like a piece of concrete that was probably the same perimeter of this uh, studio, well, about four times the size of this studio. And yeah, there wasn't a lot of wiggle room and there was about six lads doing skateboarding yeah, as well. Yeah. So you had to wait your turn and yeah. all them lot were pros. And I was like, gives it a go. Yeah. It's, there's something cool about it though, isn't there? Yeah. Something yeah, about yeah, skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. It's always been like pretty cool. I could do the, um, what is it? Is it pop shove it? Something like that, you know, where you kick it up and then flip the board around. Yeah, yeah, that's mate. impressive, yeah, mate. mate. I don't think I could do that now, but give me a few few hours on the board. Yeah, I'm going to test you. I've got a couple of skateboards in the garage, mate. Is They're it? coming out. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. Go, You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a wild time on the farm, though. Living oh, was that in, in Oz? In Australia, yeah, living in Mataranka, best time of my life. Mataranka, Mataranka, baby. Best was that just Leicester accent? Is it actually not? No, because Mataranka. Everyone just says Mataranka, baby. Mataranka. Yeah, the population of the town is like. About 100 people, no joke. And it's six hours away from, like, the biggest town. And then if you want to go and get, like, shopping or anything, you have to drive two hours. Oh, really? Yeah. I was picking watermelons there. I picked watermelons there three years on the bounce. I went there. The first year I went there, as soon as I got there, I was like, this is my home. You know what really? I mean? Like, it was what just, is it? Just, like, like, horizons? No. Dust. Oh, really? It's just dust everywhere. Like, and we go out and pick pick watermelons, we'd get out at four o'clock in the morning to, well, wake up at four o'clock in the morning, we'd jump on the back of like a ute, so that's like a pickup truck. Yeah. There'd be like six of us lads, I'd be there freezing cold in shorts, I'd like a vest on and I'm chapping in my high-vis ve high vest. I'm looking up and I shit you not, I'm looking up at the stars and there's like six or seven shooting stars. I've never seen stars yeah, like it. Because lesser light yeah. pollution. And I'm just literally chapping on the back of this. I'm like, this is amazing, yeah. this is life. Like, yeah. And anyone else in that situation would, I probably hated it, but honestly, being out there and being disconnected from everything. Was, was it cold at night then? Like in the nights when the sun's um, up? It depends on the time of year. So I spent from April to November there. So at the start of the season when you get there, it's still a little bit wet season. So it's humid, you're sweating a lot. But then as it gets through, through to June, it's like 26, 27 degrees, perfect okay, weather. Yeah, that's so. End of November, it comes into the wet season again, 42 degrees and it's humid. Yeah. Like you're out there picking watermelons, you've got... You're working with no t-shirt on. There's no, um, there's no roof on top of the on the trailer. No shade or nothing. Yeah, nothing. nice. What about water? Yeah, if you ask for it, kind what of. What do thing. you mean? If you ask for <laughs> it, uh, we basically had a ten liter on the, back of the, on the back of the trailer at all times. Yeah, and it got through that though. Oh. Listen, we got through that. Yeah. Then we'd ask the girls, obviously, when the trailers would get changed, because you pick numerous trailers throughout the day, and we'd ask them to obviously fill up the water bottles. Sometimes they just didn't give a fuck, mate. Yeah. How far away are you talking? Like, so, say from, I'm, you're saying farm, so I'm assuming barn, right? Yeah, okay. So, so how far are you away from the barn? Let's put it this when way. You're out on I was working fields. on the biggest watermelon farm in Australia. It was 11 kilometers long. Bastard. Yeah, it's big. There was, like, there was like 12 fields uh, on there. What, and is there like more than one team out doing it? Yeah, so there was like six teams out doing it. The first year I did teams it. Teams of what, like five? Teams of six it was. Six. So there was teams of six of us. Um, and there'd be, like I say, six, six teams out there picking watermelons. And it'd be, it'd be tough, obviously, as soon as you get out there in the morning. But obviously, as the day goes by, you get yourself warmed up and it becomes a lot more easier. But yeah, there'd be six of you three, you'd be picking, three, you'd be packing. And then after each trailer's done, you go up and pack. The packing's the easy part. Oh, really? Yeah, the packing's the easy part, unless you've got a, 
uh, bodged up shoulder yeah, like me. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, and then obviously you pick in, you picking watermelons and they have to be put in certain bins like smalls, medium, larges. You have to tap them to see if they've got a good tap. Like I could tell if a watermelon's got a crack. You're a, water, you're oh, a watermelon wizard, are you? Yeah, watermelon connoisseur. Man. <laughs> I know all about it. Some of them have got... Um, I have to take you shopping with me. That's it, bro. Listen, I could pick up a watermelon, slap it. I could tell you if it's fresh. I could tell you if it's overripe. I can tell you if it's got a crack in it, if it's got seed cavity. Yeah, yeah they've all got... Um, they've all got 11 kilometres, though. That's yeah. mad. Yeah. You can tell like how much sugar a watermelon's got in it by the size of the stem. Not really. Yeah, and you can tell if it's ready by just looking at the veins of it. Well, look at him. Mm, love that. Yeah, mate. Love that, that was the best time of my life, though. Yeah. Honestly. I've never felt so free. The first year I was there, I went, I think, in total that year, I went nine months without a phone. And it was the best the best feeling yeah. in the world. Obviously, you got on with all the lot that you was with. Yeah, because everyone's in the same boat. Like, you come home, and the only thing you'd be talking about, I say you come home, if you're living on the farm, you come back to the Dongers, where you'd live, and you'd just be talking about watermelons. It's crazy. Like, really? Everyone's in <laughs> Took over your life. Yeah, there's all the women who work in the shed, they're all bickering about each other, and then <laughs> all the lads are out in the watermelon fields, like, bickering about other teams, because everyone wanted to be the best team at the end yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the oh, was the competition going oh, on in that? mate, there really? was competition. What, yeah. getting catty in that? Oh, it'd get catty. Like, it'd get <laughs> Catty, some, some, I couldn't work with certain uh, team members because we just clashed, like I said, yeah, it yeah. happened with a lot of people. Like, heat as well, I suppose, makes people irritable. Oh, heat, and you, I think what I used to have, this is my diet, terrible, so I wake up in the morning. Watermelon. And, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> brother, brother, you know. Lunchtime, know. watermelon. Yeah, everything watermelon, like watermelon all the time. I've tasted some of the worst watermelons in my life, but my diet consisted of, I think I had Weetabix in the morning, then I'd get to Smoko, which would be about 10 o'clock, and I'd have uh, a can of cold beans, mate. Oh, nice. Yeah, yes. mate, why, cold why cold, can I ask? Why not heat them up? right in the middle of the field. Oh, right, because you was out. Yeah, right. yeah, I'll just put them in the fucking sun for yeah, a bit. Yeah, bro, you literally, you sit inside the boxes that you put the watermelons in, and you're like, and you're like, you're just having your, obviously, eating your watermelon and a cold tin of beans, then you go back out. <laughs> bro. It was the best. What? Nothing got me more excited. That, what, that got you through the day? Thing. Yeah. And then obviously it get to lunchtime, we go back and I'd have like some chicken and rice. Or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have some actually yeah. substantial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But joints would be on rotation, bro. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you now. I've never never known lads to smoke so much weed in my life and obviously put a graft in. See, that's the thing, you know, as well, because I think you briefly mentioned that to me before. To, for me, smoking weed in the heat... Fuck me. Like, it drains the shit out of you. Right. So I don't know how, you, how, how you're sat picking watermelon. How many hours we out in them? For, 12 oh. hours a day. 12 hours? Yeah, 12 hours a day. Listen, you got the tunes blasting, yeah? You're with a group of lads who are like your boys. Yeah. You're literally chilling all day. You smoke a couple of joints. Well, some lads would be smoking like five, six a day. But you smoke a couple of joints. You're having a laugh. You're having, like, you're picking watermelons. You're motivating each other. It's like, yeah. it's proper good. Yeah. It's good, good mindset to be in. And you get crazy fit doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, of course. All, yeah. All, like, all the lads, like, the lads that turned up, up like, overweight and that, like, after three months, they lost so yeah, much They dripped off them, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah fucking yeah, hell, yeah. yeah. Especially on the beans diet, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone, everyone looked at me wrong for having cold beans. <laughs> oh, oh, you were the only one? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right okay. Italians are looking at me like I'm a fucking weirdo. Like, Jesus Christ, he's English, <laughs> is it all right? I was repping the ends not very well. To be honest with you. No, that's all right. No, we we like our beans, mate. We're about our beans. Yeah, beans on toast. So, so you know when you're there, like, what are you doing? So twelve hours shifts finished. You fucking obviously, I imagine knackered, done, done for. Yeah. You zooted out, whatever. What what are you doing then? I just read, bro. I know it sounds weird, but I literally just read books. I read books. You're saying obviously like hundred people, so I can't imagine there's like a nightlife or a or is oh. oh. I've had it in my life. Oh right? really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'd get like once once a week we'd get like a day off. Maybe once every two weeks we get a day off. So some day I remember one day I worked seventeen <laughs> day, seventeen days straight. But there was this Fuck. every day time we had a day off, there was this guy called Sasha. And uh, like the, the word would get round the farm that we were having a day off and Sasha would just start, because we had to get obviously to the boxes and be on the on pallets. Yeah. So after we like do the, all the boxes, there'd be loads of pallets left over. And every time we'd have a day off, there'd be like, I'm not even joking, 50, 60 pallets. Sasha would just be getting them, like acquiring these pallets throughout the day. And then he'd make a fire. And I mean, this fire would be like the same size as like a two story house. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Yeah. And then once he, obviously we had the day off, we had a few beers and obviously we'd get a little bit more drunk. Sasha goes out with the petrol and the whole thing goes up every, without a doubt, every single time it had happened. Yeah, that's sick. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Once everyone just gets upon it. Yeah, everyone gets fucked up. Yeah. So when you know, you're like, where are you getting your alcohol from, for instance? So there is like a little, um, 
because Australians love love the piss, mate. So love the piss. Explain yeah. what piss is, by the way. Um, alcohol, drugs. Yeah. No, just alcohol, really. Yeah. Um, but in each. Because uh, you say you're drinking piss, you, get, you know, people yeah. are like, what, what, what's he doing? Drinking alcohol, basically. Yeah, yeah. so in each uh, town, they've obviously got a petrol station because they need a petrol station. And there, um, they'll serve alcohol. And it's expensive. I think we were paying well, equivalent to £45 for 24 beers. For 24? 24 beers, yeah. £45? Pounds, it was like eighty dollars. Bastard. Yeah, expensive. Like two, two a pop then. But you didn't so, care because you weren't. But how much you how much you earning though? So we was earning about. So some. This is what's crazy. So some days you could go out and you just get your basic rate, which should be about two hundred and twenty dollars. But you got to think you're in the middle of nowhere, so you're not spending any money. So yeah, you don't yeah, mind yeah. spending eighty dollars. Uh, and you're all put up. Your accommodation. Accommodation's put all put up. Um, but if you're on contract, that's where the money's at. So. What, the amount you get? The amount you pick. And it was always like, everyone was always trying to have a 100 ton day. And for the three years I were there, no one ever got a 100 ton day. 100 ton? 100 tons, bro. So there's this one team, like, so basically, first year it didn't happen. Second year, me and my boy, uh, a couple of the lads, we went back, we're like, right, we need a 100 ton day. This is what we're going to do. And it was me, Jack and Martin. And we went out there and there was a few Islanders as well. And them boys can graft. And we went out there and we picked like... 120 tons in one day bastard yeah it was a big old bastard day. yeah well, the fast that's one farm yeah the, the first the, the first trailer we picked um we picked it in like 15 minutes which is like i think each trailer weighs 6.7 ton fucking hell so three of us are on the ground picking that you got to think the amount of watermelons that are going up there in yeah the yeah the pack. we picked yeah. 21 trailers that day it's because obviously i have spoke about this watermelon farm before but my image in my head it I've never, because we've never spoken like the size of the field or anything like that. So now it's in perspective. I'm like, fucking hell, that's a lot of fucking watermelons, you know. But that's the thing. We pick four trailers out of just one, one row. We're consumers, aren't we? Consumers, mate. And you don't even want to know the stuff <laughs> we're putting in the watermelons. Like, it's... What, feed, think, feeding I, that? Oh, I've, I've tasted some watermelons that just taste like pure chemicals. Yeah, what are the feeding watermelons? I, listen, I have no idea. Water? But, is it that simple? They're literally, the amount they've got to pump into the into the fields and that lot, because it's all dust. It's all dust. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, they're just pumping water. I remember once they wanted to grow, uh, make a new field, so they had to drill for water. They drilled for water, I think, four times. They lost out. Well, didn't lose out. They, uh, it was 25000 for a drill, and they had to drill four times looking for water. So 100 grand just on finding Looking water. Looking for water, that yeah. sounds mad, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But it's crazy, so the money of them, so I remember once like, so you got the Woolies and Coles, which is equivalent to Tesco's and Asda. Yeah, yeah, they, um, they buy them obviously wholesale. Sometimes, sometimes it'd be going for like three dollars a kilo. Imagine, imagine the money on that. Imagine the money that he's making yeah, on a hundred ton a day. Fucking hell, Like yeah. 300 grand or something like that. Yeah, for a day's work just kilo, on one team. Yeah, watermelons are fucking quite heavy, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, what's an average watermelon weighing? Oh, mate. So the biggest one we picked... I'm trying to think in my head. I'm trying to work it out. So the biggest one we picked was uh, 25 kilos. Oh, you bastard. About the same size as this table. Really? Huge. You'd be what, did you all ch chow down on that? No, no, no. We kept it. We, we, obviously, we kept it. And trophy. Trophy. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, the girls would weigh it. Obviously, if you've seen a big one, they'd weigh it and see how big it is. What, you're literally like, trying to yeah. get it up? But you've got to realise, you know when you're packing it... You got to feel the weight of it and then put it in the right box. So let's say you got watermelons and they're coming on a conveyor. Well, belt. are you doing this by hand? All by it's hand. Like conveyor belt. They're coming like there'd be loads. Be yeah, I've seen. The, I've seen the thing is. I know. Yeah. I know you're roughly how they just work. Tapping them in, but you got to tap them, see if they're good, then put them in. Tap them, put them in, and you got to like obviously see how the field is and see how many um, watermelons. Obviously, in each field there'd be like uh, small somewhere. There'll be larges. There'll be mediums. Just because the amount of water that's got into the valve and yeah. obviously feeding the watermelons, and that's how big they are. Crazy. So this was the dream. Anyway, oh, I'm living the dream. Because you did like when all the stuff you've ever done, the highest you've ever spoke of anything was living on that farm. Yeah, hands down. Easily in like in the middle of nowhere, no phones, disconnected, you, disconnected. Everyone. You didn't even have no signal on the farm when you did. The only time you had signal was out in the fields when you was picking watermelon. Everyone's chatting, everyone's talking. The vibes are going nice there. And on top of this as well, they had a natural hot springs. Oh, really? So they had a natural hot springs what was around there. It's like a tourist place, so people go there. And it, but in it hot? Would you want a hot spring when it's hot? Oh, it's peng, mate. So oh, you is it? Think, yeah. Because that just in my head, then I'm thinking yeah. fucking red hot weather. Why, why would I want to be yeah. in a fucking hot, some hot water? So my mentality, the second year I went was, <laughs> I want a hundred ton day. That's me and the boys, we just wanted a hundred ton day. Yeah, we exactly. wasn't bothered about it. Because it had not been stuff. done. Yeah, well, not been done in a few years. And we, yeah. that's what we said. We just wanted to focus on that hundred ton day. And every time we got a day off, 
uh, we go down to the hot springs at six o'clock in the morning and we watch sunrise and you'd be there in the warm water and it's nice and then over the top of us there's like trees that are coming over the top and there's like cobwebs and you see all the spiders in the cobwebs and you're just floating down this natural hot really? spring. It's incredible, man. Any, any D-Rugs involved in any of that? Oh yeah, there was. Obviously the first year was crazy. Um, my first experience on LSD was amazing. But was that your first time taking yeah, it? Yeah, first time taking it out in the nature and um, yeah, it was incredible. Obviously because there was such good vibe going around the camp and uh, yeah, it was the first time I took it and it was, yeah, it was something yeah. special. Well, that, obviously people see all the picturesque like landscapes and stuff yeah. you get there so I imagine it was absolutely amazing to look out oh it wasn't it wasn't even a visual one for me it was more just like I was oh. really content and really enjoying life yeah. and everyone there was having a great old time as well um but yeah plus ultimate watermelons which yeah. was crazy yeah that's um, mad you just thought, did you ever get sick of them yeah so the second year I didn't eat any because my teeth started getting fucked up from all the sugar sugar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I never thought of that yeah, your teeth. The yeah, you've, well, it's same as anything. <clears throat> no, I know people that work in all these different like food industries, and they always say oh, I can't touch it anymore. I can't yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I assume it, watermelon. You must be yeah. sick of watermelons. Yeah. But that's what I mean. <laughs> by the by, the second by the second year, I was kind of the first year was incredible. The second year was sole focus of just trying to hit that hundred ton. And then the third year, I went. I, me and Francesca were traveling around Australia, and I thought, you know what? Let's just stop off here because we can make a quick. Like I say, five grand in four weeks or something yeah. like that. Was and there a lot of like people sort of coming and going? There was at the start. A lot of people hated it. Everyone hated it to start off with. Um, and then as time goes by, you start getting introduced to everyone. You start becoming a family. Yeah. So were you, were you there already when you met? And then Francesca came in? I was there for one season before. And then Francesca I met on the yeah. second season. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the watermelon field is incredible. I mean, if anyone think about going traveling to Australia, what I recommend you do... I know English uh, people from who's got a British passport don't need to do their farm work anymore, but it will be the best experience. Yeah, everyone ever do. says that the picking fruit is brilliant. The best experience you'll ever do, mm -hmm. and don't go to like. Cause I've had some rough times on the farm, so I went to uh, a place called Innisvale, and it was bananas. It was like a rain rainforest, tropical kind of place, and it was raining it all the time. Good. Yeah, but me and my mate were like dying to get a day's done, and we were struggling. So we went into this place, and it was like it had a massive like cage gate on the front so none of the aboriginals could come in because they love beating up the backpackers and that really yeah and um it was a it was an old kebab shop and literally there was four rooms four big rooms uh bunk beds in each of them i was in this little room about this big like no bigger than this room here and they had three bunk beds in there there were six of them in there two aircon units at the top because it fed aircon through the whole of the yeah, yeah, kebab yeah. shop and it was on 16 the whole time. And that's where I dislocated my shoulder. So I literally had cold air hitting my shoulder the whole time. Yeah, it was horrible, yeah, horrible. But we were out there picking bananas. And like you get back from work and some of the horror stories you hear, one guy got bit by a spider. And it, like, because it was obviously moist and because it was yeah, raining all the time. As well, because all the banana leaves. Yeah, it never healed. He like, got like this big and his whole tattoo disappeared. What, from the bite? From the bite. And then obviously I've seen, I've only seen three snakes in Australia. I've seen two in two days in Innisvale really? and they had to pull us out of the field once because it um, flooded and they were like they were scared that there was going to be crocodiles in the field wild mate yeah. wild well already I'm, I'm already my head went one bit when you said about the, fe the fence my head went off a little bit because it's just like it's just like, you know the idea of keeping yeah. like aboriginals out yes yeah. <laughs> it just sounds yeah. when you say it like that it just sounds it, mad. it was a backpack it was a backpacker town so where all the backpackers yeah. used to go and it's a very party place you don't earn a lot of money there that's what i mean so you need to go to an independent farm because that's where you're going to earn money and save money yeah, it's it, decent money what you were saying yeah decent though i would save i'd save about fifteen thousand dollars every four months yeah that's I was there which is good money. Yeah. Good money. That can it's like being in the army, money. isn't it? Yeah. They save money because they're not spending it. Mm. That can take you travelling around the world. Yeah. Take you travelling yeah, around decent. the world for six months, maybe? But just don't go banana picking. Just don't do banana picking because you're on about... <laughs> you get, so basically, you've got to pay $200 a week just on your accommodation. And then on top of that as well, you've got to... Obviously, everyone's on the piss every night in them kind of vibes because it's yeah. a shithole and it's like, yeah, what else yeah. do you do? Yeah. Well, just rewinding back a little bit as well, back to like the snake situation, you're saying about the snakes and the spiders. So I just want to get this ruled out, because I, I know a lot of, obviously I've got family that live there and yeah. all sorts, and they, you know, they, they all say the same thing, is this, this idea that Australia is just full of creepy crawlers. I, I, the way I've been told it, and I just want, I'm saying it for you to confirm it, yeah. is that you don't see them any more frequently than you would here. The only difference is they're just a lot fucking bigger when you do. I, well, this is what I mean. I, 
I didn't see any. Like, yeah, I see, exactly. I see, yeah. I seen them. I seen them on the Innisfail, in Innisfail where I was picking the water, uh, bananas and I was like, I'm fucking off from here. I yeah. was there for three weeks. Yeah. Another farm I was at as well uh, was peak COVID. And I've so the seven states in Australia and all the states were locked off from each other. Yeah. And on the day that they locked it down, me and my friend Ella went to the airport to go and try and get up to, in, uh, get up to Queensland because that's where all the farm work was at the time. And we got there, checked in our bags, and they gave us our bags back and said, nah, you're not getting on the flight, you've got to go back home. So we had to go all the way back what, to Melbourne. Because they lock, locked down, they locked it down on that day. Oh, really? So we literally, we were rushing around, we're like, right, we'll book this flight, we'll get over there, when we get over there, we'll find work and we'll be all right and we'll save some money. On the way to the airport, checked in our bags, and they were like, yeah, no, you're not coming on the, you're not coming on the flight. We've got to give you your bags back. Gave us our bags back. We went home, sad as fuck. I stayed there for another three months. COVID kind of eased off because it was a stage where not really no one was, uh, no yeah, one knew yeah, what was happening. Yeah. So they opened a few of the borders again, and we were like, right, let's get in the car and we'll just drive. We drove to Sydney, got a flight to Queensland because we found a job. We had to get an exemption from um, Sydney to Queensland so we could get across the border. There were police everywhere. Got there. Turned up the first day, this woman put me in a shack and it was horrible, it was freezing cold, my shoulder was killing, and I was just like, this is not the one. Gone out to pick, picked for six hours, lettuces I was picking, freezing cold, raining, you know how much I got paid for the day? <laughs> picking lettuces? 30 pounds, I got really? paid like $60, so $10 an hour. Is that, is that anyway, or is that because of the circumstances? No, it's just because it was, that was just all piece rate, so you didn't get a flat rate for that. Okay. That was all piece rate, and I was like, this is horrible, I can't believe this is happening. And after like two, three weeks, so, oh, hold on, wait a minute, sorry. So, yeah, I was also paying $200 a week to stay there, and I was probably getting paid after tax $350 or something like that, $360. So I only had $160 to live to spend yeah, on what I wanted yeah. to spend on. I was living on noodles and fucking bread and rice and it was tough old time. Yeah, it's but, not the worst thing in the yeah. world, but yeah. But after like four weeks, I got the phone call through. They were like, we want you back in Mataranka. And I was like, book that back flight. Back to Mataranka. Oh yeah, back to Mataranka. <laughs> and this was the craziest thing, yeah. So during this, uh, obviously COVID's going on. I need to get another exemption to get back up to Darwin because it's a new state, a hot state as well. It was so fucking nice. Uh, they had it on lock really. They only had 29 cases while the rest of the the states had like a thousand cases and that. So they're very tight knit. Got the exemption, uh, rang up the, the farm manager because he knows me. And he was like, I'm gonna leave my car in Darwin and you can drive, which is a six hour drive to the farm. I'm pumped, I'm gassed, I'm so happy. Um, I brought myself some new CDJ decks. So I was like, yes, I'm gonna get there. I'm just gonna DJ, we're gonna have a good time. So I got the exemption, went to go and stay in a hostel tonight because I didn't want to brave it and uh, drive in the dark. Woke up in the morning, drove there. Spent my last $2,000 on these decks as well. Yeah, yeah. Drove there, I'm driving, and I've gone past a, a police station, but I am fucking speeding like no other because I'm so excited. I wasn't even looking at the dial, and a cop car stopped me, seen oh, me. No. He's pulled me over, he's gone. What were you doing, Ruffler? I was doing like, you got to realise, okay, you got to realise, these are long roads, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing like 130s in a, in a hundred. Yeah. And uh, these are long roads. And he came up to me, he was like, can I have your license? Couldn't find my license, gave him my passport. I just rolled down the window. He's like, where are you coming from? I was like, I've just came from Brisbane, Queensland. And um, yeah, I'm going to Mataranka. And he was like, okay, did a bit of a run on the test. Uh, test my um, passport and that lot came back. He was like, I could take you to court for this, but I'm not going to. Gave me my passport, I thought that's a bit weird. And then someone came and picked me up. Well, he didn't tell you why. No, he didn't tell me so why. So something must have flagged up then. Okay, so yeah, this yeah, is what okay, I mean. Okay, where are we going so, um, He's gave me a passport. He's like, you're gonna have to get someone to come get you. And bearing in mind, I was only an hour out of Darwin. So someone had to come get me five hours from the farm, <laughs> which was not a good start. Not after. ideal. They were pissed, Yeah, mate. yeah, they yeah. Pissed. Not ideal, that. So after um, I've rang someone to come pick me up, they came pick me up. I've got to, obviously I had to do two weeks quarantine, but I did it on the farm in these uh, dongers. And it was no signal, no no internet, no nothing. I was by myself, just had my decks. So I was spinning tunes. Like, literally on your own computer. Yeah, yeah. Spinning tunes for like two, three days. I kept getting like missed calls and that because they drop in and out of signal. I got a missed call from the police. I was like, fuck, what's going on? And they were like, we need you to come and quarantine in one of our facilities because the flight you was on from Brisbane to Darwin, someone had a someone had COVID in a two-seat radius of you. So, and this is when COVID was all up in the air. I was like, fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was going to get a fine or something like that. I was like, I'm just going to ignore the call, ignore the call. And then they rang the farm to tell the farm. They had a police escort come get me. 
They came and got uh, me. Oh, listen to this, but you got to- What, to take you to quarantine? Taught me to quarantine, but listen, right, the quarantine I was in at this moment, there was just a bunk bed, yeah? <laughs> and I mean, the desert, there's nothing else. Yeah, nothing yeah. Else. A bunk bed and desert, no signal, no nothing. And I was only three days in, and I was kind of losing my mind as it is. Yeah, fuck it up. They came and got me. They took me to this hotel, and I thought, oh my God, it's gonna be like horrible. They took me to a five-star hotel, bro. Took me to a five-star hotel, three meals a day. I was having like lamb shank. I was having steaks no. every night. Bro, the dinners went off. Breakfast, full English breakfast. Hey. I literally had my deck set up. I was spinning chicken. <laughs> yeah. I was watching Netflix. Love I was like that. having it. And then they come check on me every like two, three days. They're like, do you want anything? Do you want anything? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. There's like, some steak and caviar. Yeah. I was like, can you get me some Tim Tams? And they are staple yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah. Staple I've, biscuits. I've never had them, but I've heard about these. These are staple biscuits yeah, in Australia. Yeah, yeah. They pop off better than penguins. And that yeah. is a fact. Are they, yeah. They're supposed to be similar to penguins, aren't they? Listen, they don't have, uh, penguins don't have nothing on these. Oh, these really? are the best. Yeah. But anyway, I said to him, I was like, can you get me a couple of packets of penguins and then some, some cigarettes as well, please? And uh, he was like, yeah, sure thing. I've gone to give him a card. He was like, no, don't worry about it. So literally, I would, I had people, they brought me like cigarettes and fucking Tim Tams and I was just chilling, but it was their fucking- You like fucking- Swindled it. Yeah, how you manage that? Ended up like some shake or something. Yeah, <laughs> swindled it. But this is the thing, what you need to realize is, it was their fuck up. That yeah, yeah, no, was, yeah. That yeah. plane was stacked. The plane yeah. was so full. There were, no one had masks. So they've on. had to do that for everyone on that plane? No, just the, in the, who was in a free seat radius. Okay, okay. I might have been sitting next to him, but I didn't even get COVID as well. Nice. Nice. And then I went back to the farm and did my thing and it was good, bro. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, the thing is with um, with Australia, they were, like you said before, they would bob on it straight away. From work go, they clamped down, locked down straight away, got yeah. serious straight away, but it, it didn't last nowhere near as long. So we had like three years of it here. Yeah, I didn't really, what was it like for you though? Obviously COVID. Different for me, I was, I'm an NHS, and I? Oh yeah. So, so I was at work every day. Yeah. If you... anything, I was working more. Yeah. I was doing, spend 60 hour weeks. Bastard. Yeah. Hero. 60 hour weeks, absolute hero. Had to be. Yeah. And you know what I got for it? A clap on a Thursday. Clap on a Thursday, mate. That's what they did. Yeah. You know what? Most patronizing thing ever. Cause obviously we, I, I just made a joke out of it. Yeah. For me, I was just like, obviously you got to make a yeah. laugh out of that. You're not so too I, serious. No, 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 I'm, never, I'm not a serious bloke, but I'd, um, I'd text the lads, like for instance, in the group chat, like, oh, you're all fucking on that doorstep clapping for me. Because <laughs> they're all sat at home getting government grants to sit at home and yeah. stuff like that, or getting paid by the companies. And there's twat got to fucking pick up more hours because uh, the staff's dropping like flies. Yeah. Because loads of them were leaving. You had nurses, doctors, like every, mate, so many people were leaving the hospitals because they just didn't, couldn't be asked for it. Because mm. you're having to, you were sat, you're talking summertime, full fucking suit, water Has repellent sheet, like, like similar to these hazmat ones yeah. with a big fucking hooded, it's called a Draeger mask. Big fucking like one of them masks with like an aircon unit going yeah. down. So it's like pumping like fresh air into you. That's crazy. Fucking horrible though, mate, because you, you, you you know, to the point where your forearms, you know the ones where your forearms are sweating. Yeah, you yeah. can feel it stick, like everything, the whole body sweat. Disgusting, oh, mate. 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 E every day, every oh, day. Mate. Fair play to you, yeah. real hero. Yeah. I'll give you a clap. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, brother. But then in the end, I mean, what did I get? I think we got, we got a one day bonus annual leave. Nice. Yeah. What did yeah. you do with that one day bonus? So much you can do with that. So day, much you can do with that, that David. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I probably did nothing with yeah. that. To be honest, um, I think I, I think I carried it over to be honest because this was a problem. Yeah. Because there was lack of staff, we were picking up extra hours. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to annual leave, we couldn't take it because mm -hmm. they couldn't afford to let any of us go. So they were letting us all carry it over. Okay. So I had I, I took some at Daff like seventy hours over to the next year. Oh nice. Yeah, so which made the next year nice, and then yeah. but then it kept happening, and it was just a bit a bit yeah. long, but you know. Yeah, no, that's good. But yeah, I got a badge as well, mate. Got a little badge. Got a badge. Got a little badge. Yeah, black and blue Peter badge. Only certain people. Are yeah, like yeah. It's like a, it was like a star that said NHS in it. Had like a rainbow coming off it. Yeah. Nice. I've kept it in the packet because I thought I thought I'm not gonna obviously I ain't gonna wear it. Obviously yeah, yeah, I ain't yeah. gonna wear it. But I thought you know what in. 20, 30 years time, if this does end up being like the Black Plague or like this big thing, I've got a little badge. Mate, that's worth money. It'd be worth dough, bro. Worth dough. 50 p's for yeah, it. But in the end, it's, it's a laughable moment in history now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, no one talks about it. No one's going to talk about that in 20 years. The only time I'm going to talk about it is in like 
What was that? Yeah. What What was the case? Obviously, because they said that the NHS workers needed to get their jabs, and if they didn't, they wouldn't have a job. What was it uh, like? It there? changed. So there was. It was. Oh, mate. At the time, though. So it come in. We got this, but everyone got give hand given a letter. Yeah. So not dense your address. It come in, and they gave everyone a letter. Just so they know all, it got to you. Mate. And it was like a big, big like I can't obviously I can't remember off the stuff, but it explained everything about the vaccine, what was in it, and to be honest with you, there was a lot of weird stuff in it. I'll have to dig it out for you one day because it's said stuff like um, that it had something to do with like an embryo from a chimp or something like all these like ingredients that yeah. were in this thing and it like it was fully broken down to us it was mental but basically and then there was a huge section of it that was saying like you have to do it by this date if you're not doing it by this date you will be uh, finger yeah. but they I think they were calling bluffs basically by doing that because what they thought which did happen because I'll admit I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any chance. I could, for me, it was, I could give or take it. I ain't bothered if I have it. I ain't bothered if I don't have yeah. it. How's it going to affect your life? How's it going to affect my life? I got we this letter. Know, we don't yeah. know yet. <laughs> yeah, I got this letter. So I was like, so I don't, I'm going to get it. Because yeah. obviously I'm not, gonna, I'm not proud enough to lose my job over a fucking vaccine. So mm -hmm. I went and got the vaccine, got the boost dogs. That's what you had to get. You had to get the, the booster and the vaccine. Uh, did that. Most people did it. But then what happened is, is there was loads of people like all oh, you conspiracy theorists. Well, no, I, want, I don't want to call them conspiracy theorists. No, no, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. It's a theorist. Yeah, They're yeah. a theorist, yeah, yeah. right? Okay, the, all these theorists, you know, saying all these negative things about it. So they didn't want to take it. Um, and what they'd, and it was very like you had people leaving. Yeah. Which in the end, they, I don't know what they did in the end because it'd be nice to know. I'd like to know whether they went and tried to get a tribunal to try what happened to sue because at the end of the day they were forced out of the job forced out of the job and but loads of them stuck to the ground and they just waited it out and in the end they revoked it because they realized they were going to lose some at daft like i think it was the digit we were given was something like five hundred thousand members of staff what had put the foot down across yeah. the country across the country oh, yeah, course, yeah yeah across the country putting the foot down saying oh, i'm not having this vaccine yeah. big um, up big, big up, up to the people big up to those people respect respect <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah so they in the end they basically they had this date and i'm not joking it was literally probably four or five days before this deadline yeah they turned around and basically said yeah you do, we we're not forcing you to have it anymore little bitches yeah little because they realized they can't for yeah. because it was more they can't afford to lose the staff. Yeah. They if they could afford to lose the staff, if it was a smaller number, they'd have done it. They would have done it. Yeah, 100%. But then you had, obviously, we've got a bloke at work. He's a f famous theorist. Yeah. Uh, he theorist. Loves, yeah, I, want, I don't like conspiracy because some of them are right, aren't they? Yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. are wrong, some of them are right, so it's a theorist. A theorist. You can't, uh, conspiracy. That's a big word for me, mate, with my big tongue. Yeah, I just feel like when you put conspiracy before you, you're, you're, you're insulting them. Yeah, yeah. It's an insult, yeah, and, yeah. and I don't want to insult these people because yeah. some, some of the things that come out with end up being right, so, you know. But he, uh, he proper like he was he proper sticks it to the man. He's one of them. Yeah, knows it. And knows Clued his up. stuff. Got like, a lot of time to read him shit. Yeah, he's reading into a lot of these things all the time. And he he was uh, he was a spokesperson for it throughout it all. And when the day when it come through, like oh you ain't gonna have it, he's like I fucking told you, I fucking told you, you, you. He's going around the room. I got pointed at you. You fucking had this vaccine. Watch you all. You're all gonna drop dead in a year's time. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, still here to tell the tale. Yeah, I'm still here to tell the tale. I mean, there has been like some. There was a lot of like uh, blood clots that were have been related to the vaccine. But listen to me here. If you put a needle into your arm, that can incur in a blood clot. Law of averages said if you're going to do millions and millions of vaccine on the spread that they put out, some people are going to get blood clots. Okay. That is literally, ju just saying that, I'm not saying that changes yeah, any... it sounds like you're with them guys. No, no, you're no, 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 them, no, no, no. I'm just yeah. saying, because there is other things that have been linked you to You don't it, sound I, like I, a theorist to me, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I just wanted to get that over the line, because people <laughs> keep hearing about the blood clots and stuff, and they're like, oh, it gives you blood clots. It's like, yeah, but yeah. put any needle going into your arm. If you had a flu jab, if you have a, if you have blood taken from you, you know, something could happen. It can, of course it can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in More Australia, that's where I was obviously when COVID happened, it got to the point the vaccine started getting rolled out. I was in Perth. I was working as a British labourer and we walked on site one day and they were like, um, if you don't get the jab, then you're not yeah. going to work. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, three weeks later, whenever it was, whatever day, cut off day it was, I walked in, I didn't get the jabs and they were like, you got your jabs, you got your, your serial code, your barcode. I was like, no. And then they were like, well, you're not coming to work. So I had to go get the jab. And the jab rocked me. Like I had COVID. I didn't have COVID. Oh, mate, the jab had... fucked yeah, me yeah, up, yeah, you yeah. know. Both and the boost. I was ill, laid, like, 
unable to like lift arms up at times for like three, you, four you days. Get, you get ill though, bro. Yeah, I get, get ill. Get Ill, yeah, you get Ill, mate. You get Ill. Yeah, you're like at death's door when you. I'm get one of those road. people. If I contract anything serious, I'm fucking gone, mate. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll when, be out. When you had the flu in that, like, never got week, COVID, mate. by the way. Never mate, got COVID. Worked in the hospital throughout the whole thing, like literally handling COVID patients. Didn't get it once. That's because you had them hazmat suits on, bro. Not no, because even when because at first it was happening before we had that in place. Yeah, it was happening after we had that. We still got it now. There's a there's a leak happened at Glenfield Hospital now. We've literally had. Are you allowed to be saying this shit, bro? You, you well, might. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's it is fact. what it is. It's not opinion. It's facts. I, yeah. I can say facts. I can't say opinion, sort of thing. But yeah. um, there's a good. There's a good. In the last, I want to say month, two months, we've had at least like ten cases amongst staff. Yeah. Not amongst patients, amongst staff. That's what I said. I said it on Instagram so the other day. Yeah, no, but it's a flu going we about spoke me. about this recently, and you asked me, and I said I've not heard anything of COVID. And then all of a sudden, I'm speaking to someone the other day, and they was like, oh, yeah, so-and-so was off it, and they were off it. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think it was a thing anymore. And then there was like, yeah. And then one of our members of staff got it. Literally, like, last week, there was off all week, and there's been, like, four, three or four out uh, of our department go off mm, of it now. When, like I say, when, when I got that vaccine, mate, I got rocked. I was like, rocked. I had to have a day off work. I had two days off work yeah, me. because of it. We were allowed. We were, like, told we could yeah. have the days off because it was so yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like a known thing. That's crazy. That's mm. crazy. But I, I, like I said, I put out on my Instagram story the other day, like, does everyone else, uh, is anyone else feeling like they've got the flu or is the flu knocking about? And I had like 40 people just like, yeah. Me? It, you, well, you know, I've just been ill. Yeah, I've I was just, just been ill. I've just been laid up ill. Mm. I've only just got over that fucker. But that's it. No one knows if it's COVID because no one gets asked. No, to but test this is the it. thing. I didn't think to test for it because mm. I didn't know that this, I found this out early this week about all these members of staff. And I'm thinking, what we add, what you give me. Oh, is that what you're saying? You yeah, say, yeah, no, 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying you give me. I, I was fine, you was ill, and then I was ill, you weren't no more. You okay. literally passed it on, okay. but. Passing the blame. Yeah, no, it could have been. You work in a hospital, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. Like you could have got it from the hospital. Yeah, and why why, why are you blaming me? But for? maybe I took it to the hospital. Who ever thought that? Maybe you passed it on to me and then I gave it to you. Or maybe you, yeah, or maybe you gave it me and I took it to the hospital and spread it around the hospital. Don't say that, bro. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. Gonna put we're not going to cut this bit out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be saying that, putting guilt on my head. You horrible man. No, no but seriously. I, no, but to be fair, and I said this at work, I said I wouldn't have thought to test, A, because COVID ain't relevant to me anymore. Yeah. But B, I didn't have any throat problems. Mm. Oh. Mine was all head and cold and just feeling tired. Don't know about you. No, I was rocked. I yeah. was rocked, to be fair. But still got on with my, with my Did you, you ever get COVID? I did get COVID, and COVID was horrible. Like, was I don't it? Know, like, you had I it was, bad? Because oh, some people oh, didn't wow. even know they had it. I got it bad. I was like, I was sitting, was, so Francesca got it first, and I was like, I know I'm up next. If she's got it, I'm seeing her every day, I'm with her every day. And I was like to her, I was like, what's it feel like? Because I'm like, do you feel okay? And she's like, <laughs> I got it two days after her and it fucking rocked me. Yeah. I was like, I was like, no wonder people are dying of this fucking yeah. thing. Like, my mum and dad didn't leave their bed for like two, three days, mate. Like I've never seen them both like that. They were laid up. Mm. And I'm just like, go and work, see in a bit. Mate. Unreal. It's rocked. I was yeah. rocked. And then obviously after after COVID, there's after effects of it. You couldn't walk up stairs or anything. Yeah, no, like, that's what I mean, yeah. Collapsing. People are still struggling now. Like, you get, we've got people that are coming in like with respiratory issues and it's all been linked to it. It's not because of like, because a lot of the time, this is the thing as well, when people get ill, a lot of the time, they will just think, because of the NHS have pushed out this thing of, oh, if, you, if it's not necessary to go to the hospital, don't go to the hospital and all this. Mm. Just say, oh, people, so what you get is you've got the opposite, people taking that too far the opposite way. So now when people are fucking seriously ill, they just lay up at home still. That's a typical to bloke go, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, and just a bloke have a broken arm, you're like, oh, no, I'm fucking Yeah, it'll be all right. right. It'll yeah, go right. back. Give it a few days, it'll yeah, be yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Standard. Oh, it's my true. God. Listen to this. When I, when I was working uh, as a British <laughs> labourer once, um, I was out with this new gang and they, they were fucking horrible to me. Like, I was getting bullied left, right and centre by them. But uh, they sent me out on this job with this old lad and um, he basically, we put some wrong bricks in the house in certain places because he thought it was meant to be patchy of these bricks. Turns out they were meant to be for a pier. Anyway, we had to chop them out with a nine inch, nine inch blade uh, grinder. Yeah. If anyone knows what that is, it's yeah. just a spinning blade that is pretty fucking dangerous. Ooh. So I'm going he round. He knows his stuff. Yeah, I know my stuff. <laughs> so I'm going round, cutting out these bricks and it got to the point, it got a bit high and it started jolting out. And I was like, you know what? I said to him, I was like, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore because it's too high. And obviously, old fella didn't really give a fuck seeing me as a young lad and was like, he don't know fucking anything. He's wet behind the ears. Yeah, he? wet behind the ears, mate. Five minutes later, because I thought he weren't doing it. Five minutes later, he came around the corner, he was like, I need to go to hospital. I was like, what? He's like, I've cut my arm. I was like, right, let's have a look. 
I'm telling you now, from where your wrist starts up to his elbow, he cut a chunk out of his arm. I could see his bones. I could see all the tendons been seized, uh, singed off. Yeah, I went into single. panic mode. I ripped off my best T-shirt. I wrapped it around. Probably not the best idea because it was full of dust from the... Um, from the uh, <laughs> I was just like, I was on it. Like, it was full of dust from the bricks. You like, this is my moment. This is my moment. <laughs> Literally wrapped it around. Um, and then the only vehicle that we had was like a three meter flatbed and it had a massive trailer on the back. And yeah. I'm trying to think, this is about, it's about seven meters long. And um, I'm just getting in the car, put the foot down, go, driving to the hospital, trying to find where our hospital is. And I'm bombing and then I've looked out the back and then there's tools fucking dropping about everywhere. I've had to stop, close it back up, pulled into the emergency office. And I had to go into the main town to get there. It's like at the Royal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocked in there, dropped him off, and then I didn't see him again. <laughs> didn't see him again. He didn't die, by the way. He yeah. got, he got, we, got, we know that. Yeah, we know that for facts. Yeah, yeah, no, facts. We know that. Okay. I, um, yeah, if you've got sepsis or something. Nah, but this is the thing. So the, the job that I was working on was like workaway job. So he lived in Queensland, which is about seven hour flight away from where we were. Mm. But uh, yeah, he had like stitches all in his arms. But when you have a look at like, so when I seen the cut, it was like this big. By the time he had his stitches up, it was like this big. But all his tendons got reattached and he got movement back yeah, in his yeah. fingers again. So. Yeah, my dad did that. He, he, well, he had a barney with my mum. Yeah. He's, le he's leaving to go around his mates and he's had a barney. And my mum's going to like shut the door behind him to say, like, fuck it off. Yeah. And, and he's forgot something. So he's gone to turn around and pushed on the glass, like as in to push the door open. She slammed it. His hand went through the glass. <laughs> And all the glass fucking shredded all down. His, his arm went straight through it, shredded all the way down. Oh. Cut, cut all his tendons and that. He said that, like, the blood was just fucking spray, spraying out. And my mum, obviously, she's like headless chicken, mate. Yeah. She's not she as, works in the NHS. Oh, she didn't rip her T-shirt off and yeah, tie yeah, that yeah. round. She yeah. weren't doing that. She was running around like, what? Like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 but this is the thing. There was no blood. There was yeah. no blood because the, the heat of the, the blade singed his... Um, tendons, so there was no, at all. no blood. I was literally just looking inside his arm. I mean, what it tends to happen is because of the shock, a lot of the time, if you do something like that, it won't bleed straight away, but it will bleed eventually. Yeah, yeah. The bleed, blood will start coming out. I was there like bombing, and he's like got his hand up like that. I'm like, Can you move your fingers? He's like, No, I'm like, Oh my fucking god. I was like, This dude's fucked. He's a yeah, bricklayer as bastard. well. But you got to think, you're not allowed nine inch blades on site. So I don't know about the compo. I bet you got some decent compo. I think that's probably why I didn't meet him again because the gaffer probably didn't want me to meet him because I'd probably claim on something. Yeah, or, yeah, or they gave him enough money he could fucking retire and just settle. Well, definitely. He's not going to have much movement in his hand. The thing is, as well, we was obviously chatting throughout the day. He was like, yeah, fucking hell, I hate this bricklayer. I think I'm going to go back. <laughs> you fucking planned it. No, yeah, this gun's <laughs> gone behind the wall and gone like... <laughs> This is it. This is my move. <laughs> yeah. it's a, I'm going to have a few days off with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Yeah, no, he was saying to me, he was Good like, no, work. I'm going to work back on the mines and that. I've had enough of it. I felt sorry for him, to be honest with you. I, obviously, he had to stay. He couldn't get a flight or anything, so he had to stay down in Tasmania for a few weeks. For all this, they got the Taz. Yeah, Taz, yeah. You, you've been to... Oh, you ain't been off Never been, yet. but that's the that's home, home stomping ground, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, isn't Tasmanian devil. granddad. Yeah. Tasmania is really nice. Super couples places. Um, it's like a mini New Zealand. That's what they call it. Mm. But I went there just to graft. I was earning dough there. Yeah. Like, um, we were doing like fly-in, fly-out work. I do 60 hours weeks and I was getting paid like $3,000. Bastard. It's like Doing seven, what? What's that? 17, farm work? No, that was um, Bricky's labouring. That's what bad. I mean. The money in Australia is crazy. Crazy. But the cost of living is expensive there, right? If you were to, if you were, okay, if you were to live in like a sitter where it's built up, yeah. that's what I hear. I hear that the cost of living is like, that's why the way cost of living here is wild at the minute cost oh here yeah no here is so crazy what I'm saying is you go over to Australia you can either go in the city and enjoy yourself be amongst it all or you can go to the outback and you can save some money then go travel Australia but it's still a better way of life and you can save money doing it tell me where in England you can go and save 15 grand in four months five months tell me where you can do that yeah. you can't not the NHS mate not the NHS no no. After all them claps and that lot, don't they give out coins or anything? <laughs> Mate, we've got a fucking pay... The, the joke says we've got a pay rise of 3% for COVID. Jeez. And then which, inflation which went Which was up. a reward, by the way. And yeah. then, yeah, and then inflation... Well, no, then national insurance went up. Yeah. Then they finally brought that back down, but then they brought everything else up. Yeah, now, now the cost of living's gone up. We got given... Just got given a 5% rise and a one lump payment. So I got... I got 1,600 quid lump sum and 5% rise which is still well under the inflation rate. Yeah. So, you, so literally, like, they're just yeah. constantly mugging us off, yeah. mate. It's a joke. It is a joke. Yeah. Underworked and... Under, uh, uh, what, uh, Say it with your chest, bro. <laughs> under, <laughs> understaffed and underpaid, mate. The NHS is bloody 
bollocks though, isn't it? Bless it. It's, it's brilliant if when if and when you need it. Yeah. If if you, I've I've learned with a lot of patients, they'll always come in and they'll say, you know what? I've got to be honest with you, mate. Before I come in here, I used to think like fucking like NHS and like you have the same opinion where it's like oh it's not. And you do hear a lot of people like especially like younger people because we don't use it as much. Yeah. We sort of see as oh they take all this fucking money out of my tax and you know don't I'd rather it. I'd rather have private and blah blah. And then and then when you actually need it and they're in there, they're like yeah it's completely changing my opinion because you realise how much you actually need. Yeah. How much drugs, like attention, like yeah. equipment, all this stuff that you just as one patient you need and it costs fortune. We've got a patient in there. Not saying anything about it, but she's been in there for over seven months yeah. in intensive care yeah. with like, you've got to think like, I think that, oh, there was a statistic, I wish I knew the numbers where it costs like X amount for each patient a day. And it's like, you're talking thousands. But per, the NHS is supporting patient. that and obviously... And yeah, and that's being supported that. by the ta yeah, taxpayer. That's good, but that is good. That's what I mean. Big up the NHS. Yeah. You don't, you don't, basically what I'm saying is until you actually need hospital, if something happens to you, you're laid up in hospital, then you'll be like, okay, I'm glad the NHS is there. But before that, you're, you're going to have a shit opinion of it. Because mm. it is, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is, mate. But it was funny, you know, like, just quickly going, briefly going back to the COVID thing, because it, it, it popped to me, it was making me laugh. Because at first, people were so fucking scared of it and everyone was flapping so much that what you was getting was people were going off with COVID symptoms. Yeah, okay. so they were just getting like a tickle in the throat and getting a week off and not having to prove it. Uh. But what you had was people were taking the piss with it. Mm. Or people were saying, oh yeah, I've got... And because they were so scared, everyone was so scared and it was so like caught us off guard, this whole COVID thing, that people were like, oh, don't let him in, he can't come in, he's got a cough, he has to have a week off. Then they brought in the testing kits were they, were they, did they work? Like, obviously, the testing kits, are they, what? They're not, they're not 100% accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Like they're, pregnancy test. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I'd say they're probably less, just like they'd be under a pregnancy test. So it's kind of like they are, majority of them are going to be correct, but you obviously, they're not 100%. But what you was getting, mate, is, no, you know, no names mentioned, but you'd get someone that actually would test positive yeah. And they'd be having to test every day and send in their proof every day of, of yeah. the test and they got them, yeah. And then they would then give those yeah. tests to the same thing to someone to get a week off to yeah, then yeah. send them in. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Fucking the system up. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, you know what they're yeah, like, yeah. Taking the piss. You've got to play the system. Take it to the man, Take it to the man. Take it to the Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. Should we? Yeah, we can uh, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this has been the Lash Girl Podcast. Uh, my name's Spencer. I'm Declan. Thanks for listening or watching. Yeah. Lash Girl. Lash Girl.